We're gonna start the show the way that we always start the show. Let's get it. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. And shout out to everybody that's tuned in. It's a Thursday night, not Monday night, a Thursday night. Might be Thursday night somewhere on out. But it's your boy, the consciously, theconsciously.com. For all booking, all information, go to theconsciously.com. Who am I with? Hey, it's your girl Toya G. Happy to be with y'all on another beautiful Thursday night. Uh, but another week with y'all. You know, we in season three, it's the second episode of it. Um, and y'all are pulling up in big numbers, definitely. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit the like, hit the love for us. That way we get that signal boost with the places that we are. And if y'all don't mind, go ahead and hit that share button. Let people know we live. We having good conversations. We're going to touch on a bunch of stuff tonight. So make sure you're on there. And Ashley Brown, you said, please shout me out. I'm going to shout you out. Good evening. Shout out to Ashley. <laughs> Stephanie, we see you, Stephanie. Yeah, I was about to say, Stephanie, we, we <laughs> see you. You are Your presence is felt. We, we love uh, the land. We, we love Gaia. We here. We we love the planet Earth. We are, you know, one with one with it. Is one with us. We definitely there's an appreciation there for sure. So definitely in the building. But there's right. somebody else here. Let me not be rude. My name is Damo, the political plug. It's having some technical difficulties there in the beginning, but let's get it again. Season three, episode two. I think, but I think we in like this. I think it's like episode like ninety eight though. Like we approaching episode hundred. You know what I mean? So hey, shout out to you, Marco, man. Appreciate you for the support and the engagement. Shout out to my mm. new Facebook family too, man. I appreciate it. The whole chop up actually wants to send you the greatest thank you for the support, for the engagement, for the shares, for, for all that. We thank y'all. Really grateful. Right. For you. right. Yeah. Um, and so should we we kind of already announced it earlier, but should we start with the good news though? Uh Couple more shout outs, real quick, for we get to the good news. I want to be clear about it. Derek, appreciate you, fam. Big girl, small world, share that thing. We definitely appreciate you for doing that. Michelle Young, love all of y'all. So now, back focus. We'll come back to the chat in a minute. Now, plug, go ahead and let them know what's been cooking. Hey, man. Hey, like, like George say, man. Hey, man. Say, man. Hey, man. If y'all ain't, you know what I mean? If y'all ain't, ain't fucking with the chop up, fuck with us before we, before we really pop off. You feel me? I'm, I'm joking. I'm kidding. But, uh, we do got some big things in the works. Uh, we have been invited to the NAACP live at the what is like the NAACP image awards, 53rd, 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 yeah, 50 something, right? The 53rd NAACP image awards. We will be doing a show from NAACP live, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. that, we getting it in like that. So y'all make sure y'all tune in for that. Uh, in if, y'all, if y'all in it, if y'all in LA, you feel Shout me? We're we, we getting all the logistics. We are gonna have more details for the folks. Uh, but yeah, man, the chop up will be broadcasting yeah. live from the NAACP image. And yeah, hopefully, so. more things to come. We gonna keep it under wraps, but hopefully, more things to come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Who, who's it on? I think it's on. So, it's on. Nah, I Snapchat already bought it in. Oh, oh yeah, we getting it started. Player. We getting it started. That's all. That's, that, was a hell of a, that was a hell of a transition, George. That was he a hell of a transition. You, you, you brought the thing in. <laughs> I thought you was going to talk about the great announcement and then slide. You're right. You're stuff. right. You're right. Come on, let me now, do it. Brother, let, me do it. let me do it. You know, you know, shit get thrown off for technical differences and all that other shit. But let's get it. Snapchat. Uh, first story of the Snapchat. 
it wouldn't be the chop up if it wasn't some Kanye West news. Uh, if y'all been paying attention to the uh, to the chop up Instagram, if you're not subscribed to the chop up on Instagram, make sure you subscribe to the chop up on Instagram. Uh, we put out a series of tweets that kind of reflected how a lot of people felt about what's going on with the Kim and Kanye controversy. Right now, we don't really get into the weeds of like the details of of their relationship and the chaos that goes. At least I don't. I know George like to dabble in the um in the gossip a little bit. Uh, but but uh, all, up, what, what's come out of this conversation and what's come out of Kanye's antics is there is definitely a feeling that the things that he he's doing to show that he's he misses Kim, he wants his family, and all the way that he's going about doing that, even like showing his jealousy, is like beyond toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like yeah. it's like really domestic violence, mental abuse type shit. Um, there because like to for me that's how, like those tweets was how I first got introduced to it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and one of the first ones started off by explaining how what he was displaying was uh examples of how uh, uh, uh I was trying to actually go to the Instagram page, but trying to make me trying to make me log in. I was gonna bring up the tweets, but yeah, all of that. Um, but just talk, just the the tweets just kind of spoke to how his behavior was extremely stalkerish and and also led to uh, instances of violence that went beyond just what you see on social media. And so um, I posed the question to the snapshot. I posed the question first: um, Is what y'all seen from Kanye? Because we did get criticized for posting this. So I want to know from y'all's perspective uh, if what y'all seen from Kanye is a reflection of like some like sadistic crazy stalker behavior that needs to be called out and, and, and um, ostracized? Or is it really just a man doing the most to get his family back? Which is what, you know, a lot of people would say that's what they want. You singing outside in the rain with a boom box. And, but this is just might just be the 2022 version of, of that. So which one is it? Like, and I definitely, I'm going I'm to answer the question largely because I feel like I feel like, I don't know, here's I'm, here's how I'm going to approach this question. A lot of people are relying, and, and I've brought this up before, how dangerous it is to rely on his mental health as an ex- explainer for his behavior, right? And, and, and just using that as an explainer away of those issues, because there are a lot of people who have been diagnosed with bipolar, with a variety of types of depression, with a lot of mental health issues, and they have better, healthier orientation toward dealing and coping with these issues. And so it really is to be like, it's because Kanye is crazy. It's because Kanye is losing his mind. Like, I, that's, that's dangerous. That's an area I don't like to get in. Because pathology. It's like, textbook it's pathology. And stigmatizes. And it becomes very dangerous in a world where just what? like with school shootings or mass shootings, it's mm-hmm. people who are in those mental states who are not going out and doing those things. That being said, there is there are elements of his behavior, and I think it's fair. Like he's been pushing back against that, right? It's also he's been you know problematizing. I'm not gonna call that man Skeet. I'm gonna call him Pete because that's his name. <laughs> we ain't got um, no man to chop up. Ain't got no beef for Pete Davidson, man. <laughs> and, uh, and so Pete even you know has you know made his jokes, and Kanye's been like you know kind of taking jabs at him and making fun of the mental health. And so it's just a lot of goop rolled up. He's a comedian game. too, like. It's a, like, it's a lot of going back and forth with a comedian is not good. Like you're not gonna win. I, I, it's not a good look. 
I think, I mean, and but this tells you how all over the place his kind of approach to it. And so and I think the issue is just so muddy and so messy. It's hard to know. I, I, you, I do think you should, in healthy ways, make it clear that you want to stand up for your relationship. And I say emphasis on healthy because what you text is one thing, but what you show and when you show it, behaviors start to be unhealthy. Like maybe if you in text going back and forth with the person that you love, you know, it's kind of hard to call it harassment. You married to this person, y'all going through some things. If they don't want to hear from you, I get that too. But y'all gonna go back and forth. It's when you take screenshots and share it that it becomes abusive and harassing and toxic right. and weird. So it's like I'm trying not to overjudge that because you just got kind of messy with it. The other side of it is there could be mental health excuses to explain this. The other side of it could be that it's just your personality and it's just you being so it's just it's a lot into it. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm trying to read it and I'm, as the layers unfold, I'm also trying to look away. It's like an accident that you can't stop looking at. But I've been intentionally yeah. like trying to throw past shit because I don't need to know these right. things. But it's, it's I say it's just muddy and messy to me. And I went through all of that just to say I don't know what the hell is going on. But yeah. so 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 would you be willing to say that it's a bit of both? Like it's a mm-hmm. man that's really trying to get his family back, but he's doing it it's both. extremely toxic. What? Yeah, George. It's yeah. definitely both. It's, yeah. it's definitely both. Uh, I'm a bar from uh, Ashley 2011. Always off Twitter. She said that's a classic gaslighting manipulation technique. He's not getting the response he wants from getting angry, so he will flip the script and appear calm and sensitive. Will love bomb with words of affirmation and possibly gifts when aggressive. Uh, uh, when it doesn't, he will get aggressive again. It's pretty much this is a tweet that she made a couple of days ago. And we've seen mm. from just yeah. lashing out, uh, showing private tweets. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, private text messages. You know what I'm saying? To you feel me? Really thinking about it. If he last week was protesting North being on TikTok, that lets you know that she's at the age that she has access to social media. So if mm-hmm. you showing your naked ass, you feel me, every day for the past week, you feel me, berating mm-hmm. your, you know what I'm saying, a strange wife or ex-wife or wife or everyone you want to call her, you ain't married, you ain't uh, divorced yet, it's starting to come up as being like, hey, fam, you are now using your influence and your celebrity status to now get your fans to kind of egg on and like you basically publicly, you know what I mean, Embarrassing, and in some instances, emotionally abusing your family, like the whole household. Yeah. Damn there. But you know, yeah. what I'm saying Black History Month. You feel me? Shout out to all the black folks. I don't want to, you know, but I'm keeping it real, man. That's how right. I, I mean, yeah, no, nah, I feel like I, I don't. I don't think it's. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't give him the. Well, he's just trying to get his. I mean, it, it's a part of the narcissism. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really just. It, it is. It's like, bro. Like, because like. His hey, ego was like, too, you said, if y'all haven't had a chance to go to our page yet, to go to the Chop Up Instagram or the Chop Up Facebook, we have a series of tweets that I think that mm-hmm. perfectly illustrates what's going on right now. Before you finish that demo, I just came across this one right here that was posted on to the Chop Up page. I should go follow right now. It yeah. says, we've, we've romanticized stalking as fighting to get your love back, quote unquote. And that's why people don't see Kanye's action as being violent as they are. Yeah. And 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 that's why I feel like I don't even want to give him that. I could be sympathetic, but I don't even want to give him that because, like that, that's how it's it's justified. Like, yeah, that's what that's what allows it to be normalized because it's just like, oh, look look at him fight, like, bro, like, but and that, how yeah. is, yeah, you know I mean, like that. That's why I, I can I can easily stand on the side of like, yo, that's abusive as shit. You know what I mean, like. We're talking about somebody with millions of followers. She's pleading with you about chilling on how you coming at this at this white boy because, like, yo, you you're Kanye West. You could really be putting his life in danger. That humors you 
and then you you create an audience with that. So you know, I feel like I feel like that's that's the type of shit that need to get called out. I don't give a fuck, fuck celebrity nature, fuck celebrity worship. He wrong. You know what I'm saying? He wrong. He need to be called out. And and that's why even this genius shit coming out. And I, I ain't gonna, and we gonna move on to the next part. I ain't gonna rant too much, but the, it, it 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 problematizes it because it that that documentary romanticizes Kanye literally as he's showing why. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like him is dangerous when placed on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. It creates that conflict. He being toxic and, and showing his very dangerous behavior while people are sitting around watching his, his glory be displayed. It, it, it's, it's mixed messaging. I mean, it's weird. I will say this. You know, it will always be peculiar to me to have to live your life under a microscope and everything you do is already left up to the court of public opinion, and then you give the court of public opinion your shit to like weigh in on. That is like weird behavior to me. We are already, right. there were, we being the general public, not Latoya, but other people are already, you know, projecting about your relationship half since the beginning of it, right? The entire trajectory of the Kim Kardashian saga and Kanye West's life has been under a microscope for people to peel back everything from the Ray J sex tape up to his daughter being on social media and how he feels about it and not being able to get the address to the birthday party and getting it from, you know what I'm saying? Like, so in everything in between has always been, you know what I'm saying, served up on a platter for us. And it's, like I said, it's just so hard to look away from, but it is a reminder. If anything, I feel like these relationships, and we don't usually get into celebrity relationships a lot because it's just that shit. But when we do, it's because it's so reflective of real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw a tweet jokingly that was like, man, y'all feel like y'all feel like this about Kanye West and his situation. I done way, I've done way crazier shit than him. And it's just like, it's a reminder of the people who have been abused and been harassed and are being stalked and are being manipulated right now. So it becomes just that scary reminder of the things that, you know, we trivialize, that we minimize, that we take for granted, that we joke about. Like, we make black jokes about it, but I mean, Kim Kardashian is the only person that has ever slept, not the only person, but is somebody who has slept next to this man, knows intimately how he thinks, how he works, because that could be scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To really know that how, how everybody's taking it and flipping and making a joke out of it, and I have to put on a small, a, small face, a, a, a smiley face, or I have to text a certain way, because I know it's going to turn into a screenshot. Right. 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 By the way, seeing somebody be held hostage and, and emotionally right in front of us, because she's always having to respond for the third audience, which is not just the person she's in combat with, but what you know, whatever. It's followers and all of that shit. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. And in next two, snap. Yeah, next snap. And in two, at this person, gentle groomer, you better trail lightly in this comment section, fam. Your name enough, maybe want to block your ass. So just make sure that you are, you feel me, making it where you you keeping it, you trail lightly in the comment section, folks. Yeah, because you said look, it's becoming a little gratuitous. Yeah, we ain't got time. Um, next snap. Uh, New York mayor that uh, like low key declared war, not even low key, like high key declared war mm-hmm. on drill rap. Uh, let me go ahead and handle that for you though. Nigga. Yo, hold on. yo, <laughs> man, yo, that was easy. Right hey, I appreciate that, man. Making it a lot yeah. easier. Right. So, uh, Sat down with the drill rappers that he kind of like low key declared war, and, and and I like to see that. I like to see you know what I'm saying that type of diplomacy. Um, George, you had an opportunity to to listen to that um that sit down. Uh, what'd you take away from that, bro? Um, I took away that the drill rappers from New York that really sat down with the mayor was very uh, irritated 
and I feel like justifiably had to like really try to address the best way they could the way that drill music was being demonized and criminalized Mm -hmm. you feel me in the mainstream music um they didn't they didn't give too much details in terms of what specifically they got in store for us but it seems like there's going to be some type of collaboration that happens with the city of New York and the mayor and some drill rap people or I don't know if it's going to be like community outreach or if it's going to be a song I don't know what it's going to be but that's what they foreshadowed you feel me Okay. Shout out the Mano, shout out the Fiviano, shout out to really all of the, you feel me? Hey, I, I'm just telling, I'm just reporting what I've seen, you feel I mean, me? Comment section, if y'all seen otherwise, I can let me know, but shit. No, I want to, it's Toya's face. Like, shout out to yeah. the comments with Toya's face. Because I can't imagine, I cannot fathom what joint effort would look like. They're the, the, the Between drill the, rappers and the mayor. What, like, specifically, especially a mayor that Form is- Former man. Exactly. That used to be the police, right? Then what similarities, what alignment, like his part of his, his platform has been the increased policing and support of the police is something that's necessary to, to help grow the, the rough, gruff, the rough grooves and contours of what's happening in the city of New York. And so what is what it, what does collaborate? What could it look like? That's of work. That's of me. I would rather... The same way, you know, niggas talk about black or well, people want to talk about black or black violence. And it's like, let's talk about the structural and material limitations of people's lives and realities that <laughs> the drill PD. I don't have time. <laughs> um, but let's set up oh, respond to people's day-to-day situations, right? Let's yeah. let's figure out how they're rapping about what they're rapping about. Let's solve the problems that's leading them. Like, I'm that's a response to me. A go- which I I don't Sorry. is there a song? I don't Sorry. get it. I don't know what's about to be happening. Okay, I need y'all help though. Because that's a risk of sounding ignorant as hell. Don't this kind of like fuck up all of their legitimacy? Like all of your street credibility as a drill rapper? Like nigga, you work with the mayor. That's them, 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 them people, bro. You work with like you literally on TV talking about y'all fucking with them people. And hey, it's one thing that at the I've risk of sounding ignorant. It's one thing that I've learned from being in social media, fam, is that once you start getting influence and money involved in any way, shape, form, or fashion, it's a lot of the standards and values that we learned growing up in the hood of quote unquote street politics. They really mm-hmm. get negotiated and thrown to the wayside. You feel me? Keeping the bean. You know what I'm saying? Shit, we know shit. Goddamn, uh, Ice Cube was talking about fuck the police and X, Y, and Z, and he was shit teaming up with you know trump and talking about platinum plus plans and you know what i mean i just think that when you start talking about money and influence i think that i'm 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 learning that everybody has a different perspective you feel me regardless of what standards they've set for publicly you feel me you can be drill drill kill kill and it's like hey the mayor trying to stifle my money i got i got i got a holiday mayor now okay yeah uh and this is why you know i you can't I don't want to sound critical of a music form that is so integral and so important to, you know, the culture. But this is why this is what eludes me about hip hop sometimes. It's just that you have there's the complexity and the paradoxical relationship between the real and not so real. You know what I mean? And like, where are the lines for that? Because, you know, in, in any other context, in any other song, in any other relationship, you cozying up to the officials would be a bad thing. But in the in the real world, like, what is the line between the real and the fake? I guess it's just the question you have to start asking about these people's lives. And I understand decisions got to be made when it's all said and done. You got to do stuff to make sure you sleep at night, your family eat good, that people are taken care of. Like, those are the calculations. But I hate that the, the line between real and fake ends up so blurry um, in relationship between that genre and the real world. 
and that's in a world where I love my people and I love our art forms. You know what I'm saying? But it's just it's peculiar. Yeah, like I just I just can't take drill music serious if y'all niggas is talking about killing and like smoking on ops and all of that type of shit. Don't be sitting on the chop up, bro. Don't be sitting on the chop up, fam, and getting us. Hey, listen, fam. Them boys really about what they be talking about. Okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Talking about them niggas really about that. Listen, I mean, but 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 that's but that's my that's my thing though. Are New you York, Chicago? Yes. If we talking about working with the mayor, like, I mean, come, like, because the whole idea is that the, the whole idea is that, wait, what you talking about in your music poses a, a, a threat to the streets. So that means that even from, from the perspective of the mayor, if we talking about it from the perspective of the mayor, if I'm conversing with you, that means that 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 the impact that your music has on how the streets operate, I'm trying to undermine that. Any collaboration that we do is. Is what you talk about in your music that is is it, it can't be happening if we yeah. talking about collaborating. So that's what I, I mean. I think, I think it's important. I, I agree with you saying, but it's to add more context to the conversation. Well, I say, but anti. All right, but we ain't trying to start no beef with nobody. We ain't trying. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what the mayor was trying to do. All drillers, all of them. Yeah, yeah. But what the mayor was trying to do, what the mayor of New York was trying to do, was trying to get in cahoots with Twitter to literally ban drill music from being on Twitter because Twitter was able to ban Donald Trump. That's literally mm-hmm. was the sensationalized statement that he made, trying to appeal to the conservative base and being like, well, they had the right to get Donald Trump off of, off of Twitter. These these Negroes are talking about killing and drilling each other. We have to He really said these Negroes? He didn't say that. He didn't say these Negroes. That's me being facetious. That's me being petty and facetious. That, no, that would have been funny. That would have made a headline. Hey, but he did say, I hollered at my son, and my son told me, showed me these videos, what drill music was. And my nigga, he like said he hollered son. at his son. He said he talked to his son. <laughs> He yeah, he said that's what he kind of got. He was appalled. He was like just shocked by what he heard. He didn't like, know nigga, he talked to the mayor's son. Nigga. He talked to the mayor's son. <laughs> like the hey. mayor, you talking to your son? Like, like niggas like us, we looking at it like, bro, you talk to your son, nigga. We hey. don't even know you. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I hate to be petty. I hate to be petty, but yeah, his, mayor, his son is black. And, and, and then me folding this into being petty. This will be a toy we talking about when we get on you about the representation shit. You feel me, bro? You literally I mean, using I mean, blackness I mean, to appeal. To, <laughs> but, well, let you know, Mayor Man using his blackness to appeal to white America to be like, yeah, I agree with y'all. These niggas out of hand. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I get that. I get petty, bro. I said being petty though. I, yeah, I want to run from Mayno. Uh, Mayno says in the video itself, it's been a lot of talk about drill rap, drill music in New York City, connecting violence with the culture. And I just want to create a conversation with the mayor so he could get a real perspective and a real understanding of what drill rap is. And so that we can have some drill, real dialogue and really start to make things happen. Um, and I, I think when we try to conceptualize what those things are to really make things happen, um, it's got to be some give and some take. I mean, I think that's ultimately what we get into. And so I'm really, yeah. I'm really interested to see what these rappers are going to give up. You know what I'm saying? Because or, or what they get out of it. That's what I'm most interested in is what the give and the take. Is from yeah, yeah. Uh, last that. story. Thank you yeah. for that, Toya. Thank you for that, Toya. Uh, last story. Shakari Richardson. Um, she is again back in the news because there was a situation with a. Excuse me. I pull up her name. No, I do not want to subscribe, people. Uh, there was a athlete by the name of Camilla Valivas. 
Camilla Valivas mm-hmm. got caught with uh, performance and drugs in her system. But she's actually being allowed to still compete while Shakari Richardson got caught with some tree in her blood and they wasn't rocking with it. Shakari called it hypocrisy. The IOC actually came out, the International Olympic Committee came out and said it's not because it's a separate scenario. And this is their justification. And I quote, uh, every single case is very different. Richardson tested positive on June 19th, 2021, quite a way ahead of the Tokyo Games. Her results came in early order for USADA to deal with the case on time before the Games. Ms. Richardson accepted a one-month period of ineligibility, which began on June 28th. I'm going to tell you one, so, <laughs> one more quote from that that pissed me off from the IOC. They said that they were concerned with, or the individual, the representative who made the statement said they were concerned with the little girl's mental health or is concerned with how she, their, her, their focus was on how she was dealing with things at this time. And that blew my mind. Because and how she would deal with being banned from Olympics. Yeah, that was, that was their primary concern is trying to make calculations for those things. Not for the young lady who lost her mama. Not for how she was coping and dealing with that loss and that tragedy, being one of the best superstar athletes in the world. Um, not any of those things, but they were really worried about how she was going to cope with being told no at 15. Yeah. A life lesson to be learned because you got a lot of life ahead. But what if, you know, now, sorry, I just wanted to get that piece. That piece blew me away. Maybe want to just go off on some, on some shit because this is like, it show you how internationally black people, we already pathologize as being half crazy and always already dealing with trauma. So it's like, yeah, you a you a nigga dealing with trauma? Yeah, dogs bark and the sky's blue. Like I ain't think yeah. you no excuse for that. Like that's what niggas do. You deal with deal with it. And that's I felt I feel like that's the sentiment I got into for the people that be always in their goddamn feelings and don't do no research. It was a lot of folks that was misreporting and saying like, yeah, Shakari was actually banned because of the U.S. Commission. It had nothing to do with international because X, Y, and Z. It was like, nah, as a nigga that be reporting on this shit, nah, make sure that when you never you trying to push back on what Shakari said, what Shakari said, make sure you pushing yeah. back with like some stuff that makes sense. And it was actually the international committee, the same international committee that said, hey, TAC, that's a banned substance. It'll make you run faster, but we ain't doing that. Old girl from Russia took some heart medicine that's literally supposed to help with your fatigue to make it where you don't feel fatigue as you're supposed to be. It's like yeah, literally it's like your, your, your blood. Uh, it's like your blood pumps faster or some shit. Like they play, that. they play Shakari, man. But all this yeah. thing, point of this point of this rant, I want to say right here though, is anti-blackness is global. That's the whole point of this rant. My rant right there. Anti-blackness is global. It's not just an American thing. I mean, the last thing I say um, is before we get to uh, I don't know who chop we doing next, but. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. It's not people. Or excuse me. It's not actions. I fucked it up. It's not actions that are criminalizes people. It's who people are. I gotta look, I, I was, a nigga was animated and fucked it up. But it's not people, or it's not actions that, or it's not actions that are criminalizes people. It's not actions. It's people. So it's not what you actually do. It's who you are. It's your skin tone. What you look like. So yes, we're gonna see people do things that black people do and not suffer the same consequences. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I fucked it up. But it, it's simple. It's simple. It's not actions that are good. Yeah, no, he fucking it up. I'm, but I'm looking at the comments, too. they like, what are you I'm trying sorry. to say, nigga? Like, I'm let, let me say it. I, I, just simply, the actions are okay depending on who does it. 
If black yeah. people do it, it's not okay. If other groups of people do it, then you know there's justifications. So I apologize for fucking that the up. Protection is uh, in your complexion. That's what he's saying. The protection is in your complexion, regardless of your action. God damn it, you be caught slipping and the complexion ain't right. Then, all right, you know, Jesse Jackson. Tonight, you or, know? Uh, Al <laughs> uh, but that is the snapchop. Uh <laughs> we got that in quick. We can go ahead and transition to the next one and tell you what, what we're getting into. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk, call this uh, chop the reality chop. And the reason why is that we want to talk about something that happened in everybody's reality. Uh, everybody's or a lot of people's uh, Sunday, past Sunday afternoons, evenings were shaped by the NFL halftime show. We know the Super Bowl happened uh, between the Rams and the uh, the uh, old Bengals. Uh, definitely Cowboys. Not even close. Even close. We're unavailable for the game. Should have been, um, it should have been the Rams and the Chiefs. I would have, I would have, I, I would have had a great playoff bracket if it was the Rams and the Chiefs. I had the NFC, I, I had the NFC sold up. It was the AFC that fucked me over. It, it, I mean, it's a tricky. I mean, any bracket with Tom Brady in it these days is the one that's going to catch you by surprise. So right. now that he's out of the mix, hopefully we can make it clear that we run the AFC and the Chiefs. Keep 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 praying, George. Keep doing what you need to get your team up there. But I hear about the damn Cowboys. Go ahead, Tori. Just want to get to. I want to. I mean, get a vibe check and a post check. Uh, y'all watched the halftime uh, game. I'm sorry, the halftime show. It included everybody from Dr. Dre to Snoop Dogg to Mary J. Blige to Kendrick Lamar to. 50 Cent, 50 Cent. Two, 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 Anderson, I mean, Park. Anderson Park was playing the drums. Is it uh, and I think that was everybody. I've been calling um, that nigga Anderson Pack for years now. It's not, it's Pac. It's Anderson Dot Pac, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Anderson Pack, Anderson Dot Pac. But a whole oh. lot of people told me in the, in the comments, did y'all like it? Did y'all tell me y'all like what, what was the first sentiment, the first vibes, how y'all felt okay. about so, seeing so before their stars get up on stage and do their thing? So before we turn into angry Negroes and, you know, do what we do, I'll be the first to admit. Why you like Don't just answer the question I asked. No, 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 no. Because I know know where we're going to go. Because I I even have criticism. You freaking caring. Because I even have a criticism for what I'm about to say. Like, like it's it's that that guilty pleasure. Y'all know how we do. I loved it. (laughs) As a show. Uh, like as a show, like right, like as a as a performance, like it's Dr. Dre, it's Snoop Dogg, it's Mary J. Blige, it's Fifty Cent, Anderson Pack on the drums. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick Lamar, like and and Kendrick Lamar jams. Eminem, lose yourself, because because when niggas was trying to say, I, I seen a tweet that said, lose yourself is white people's uh, dreams and nightmares. <laughs> no niggas fuck with lose yourself too. Like with like the the niggas yeah. that seen Eight Mile in the theater. The honest. niggas that seen Eight Mile in the theater—that's our shit too. Yo, one shot. What are you talking about? Like we we take it that way. We capitalize on Eminem. We take that. We can leave him and take that. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like it was. Um, it was. I, I I I enjoyed it as a as a person that was watching the NFL when I know I shouldn't have been watching the NFL. As a person that was participating in all of these structures and in entertainment that's that distract us from. Hey, White man, supremacy, Guinness. You gotta hey, have I was social life and social death, man. You, you yeah, I was in, I was enjoying death, all of it. I, and I'm gonna keep it a stack. 
the Eminem kneeling thing didn't even pay. I didn't even realize that's what the fuck he was doing. Swear to God, didn't pay attention. <laughs> <at all. laughs> I didn't realize it afterwards. <laughs> like I thought it was. I, I, I must notice it for a couple seconds and was like, "It's so much blackness on the screen right now. Why would I be focusing on he ain't got he ain't saying nothing?" But so. We definitely gonna talk about that in a second, George. Your response <laughs> overall, bro. To be honest with you, I feel I feel bad saying this. I feel like people gonna kind of kind of give me for this a little bit, but yeah, like like as a as a millennial that grew up in the nineties and standing the others, like I was down with the like the the actual music of it, but the actual performance, I thought it was kind of lackluster. You feel me? Like I was, you know what I'm saying? Like I thought the actual performance of it could have been a little actual could could have been a little better. You feel me? Like Snoop Dogg doing a little crip walk for a couple seconds was dope, and you oh, feel me? Y'all could. Yeah, that's yeah, what they, I'm saying. I mean, for that I think they, yeah, they 50, <laughs> but it's just like, yeah. I'm just, I, if you ask me how I felt, though, how I felt watching it live was like, this is dope. This is music I know. This is the first time Super Bowl halftime. I feel like it's for me. It's for niggas. But it was like Kendrick Lamar's performance was dope, and everybody else was just like, concert. And it was just like, man, can I get a performance? <laughs> can I get a like, To me, it's a difference between like, like a, a, a performance in a you feel me a concert you know what i'm saying like having the mic in your hand walking on stage and then putting on a performance and that's kind of what i wanted but i appreciated it and i thought it was like top five type shit but appreciate it for what it was type shit i appreciate it for what it was i knew every song yeah. that was played you feel me I the first like, time right i feel like that was the first time that we could all say every that we song every, song. every single song not so like when you got like when you got like beyonce and coldplay it's like I don't know Coldplay don't... like that, man. <laughs> yeah. Unless this Coldplay song was on Madden or 2K or a random right. game I played, I don't know this Coldplay right. song. And it's really where right. most of all the shit's be coming to. You feel me? So I right. appreciate that part, though. That's fair. I know one of the things a lot of people got after that was like one of the highlights of the moments was when Fifty Cent was upside down, um, and it was go, you know the go, the, the, the go you know his, his weight, which we won't comment on, and the reason why I think people should be careful commenting on his weight anyway, because a lot of people are like, you know, he ain't fifty cent no more. He a dollar. They went all down the rabbit hole with those jokes, and the the logical response was, you ain't the same size you was when that song came out in 03 neither, because nobody, See, right? Uh, we you things have changed for everybody involved. But be fair, motherfucker. Be fair. That I saw on Twitter that was dope was people. What people don't realize because people was like, how long was he up there upside down? He actually walked up. They showed a whole clip of what it looked like for him to get up there. He walked up, got up there, reached up, did a pull-up flip, got his legs up there, and then when the camera went to him, he was ready to spit his bar. So when you think about the physical fitness of somebody, how many people, how many, can you go pull, do a pull-up, flip your feet up on your head, and be ready to rap a whole verse? Just out of nowhere, probably not. So I was really interested in that. Now, I could, but I, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't. Uh, the monkey bars were never my friend. Um, and, and to this day, we never we never figured out our disagreements. And that's fine by me. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, monkey bars were my friend. <laughs> was it? I, that's one of the outside activities we just knew. I never built a relationship with the whole I never did it. Um listen. But and 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 so it's great to reflect on the show. Definitely a lot of beautiful things happen with it, but Got to put the halftime show in perspective because it's not happening out of context. What we know about the NFL is recently they've consistently been under fire, right? The plug kind of mentioned, I'm, you know, kind of sheepishly I have been watching, kind of bashful about admitting that because we all know how they did Colin Cap. You know what I'm saying? They know we all know what the league is like. We supposed to have been left that shit alone. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a messy situation. But 
here most recently, we know Brian Flores, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, has leveraged a huge lawsuit against the NFL with a lot of heinous accusation about just blatant racism, blatant blackballing, no pun intended, but just literally keeping black coaches out of the league. So a lot of conversation has been whether or not that halftime performance should have happened. My question in the face of all those things, you got these black icons, the blackest halftime show we've ever seen. A lot of people say Literally. it should have been wrong. So my Literally question to y'all is, do you feel like it was more culturally significant for that, that halftime show to happen? Because it really meant a lot in terms of the history of halftime shows, in terms of the viewership of, of that particular game. A lot of people tuned in. It was a big deal generationally, racially for a lot of things. Was it more important for that halftime show to happen, or do you think it would have been more meaningful if they would have pulled out all together and been like, we ain't even coming? Like, do you feel like that would have been a meaningful I think it would have been more meaningful. As, 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 much as, as much as I enjoyed it, that would have meant a lot fucking more. I think, I think uh, it would have been meaningful uh, for them, times. for like only for them individually. But what we know about white supremacy, and especially like the Super Bowl, it's always going to be some starving artist that would have been willing to bite the billet and take that opportunity to quote unquote. And that would have been okay, though. I, I, feel, I feel like, I feel like yeah, that would have been okay. Like, like if Chance the Rapper would have performed at the Super Bowl, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have been mad. Like, I wouldn't have been like, Chance, you fucking sell out. He needs it. He needs it, you know what I mean. So that's it. That's one thing. Uh, but no, if, if Dr. Dre was like, I, I, I got stand with Brian Flores, that would have been like next level. That would have been like we really like mentally, like if Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, all of these like big names mm. said Brian Flores' name and said that they stand hey, with think- like him and that, that would have meant a whole fucking lot, bro. Like in. It's, it's no way you can. It's no way you can't tell me that that would have that would have elevated Brian Flores to Colin Kaepernick level because yeah, we know we have the same circumstances. I I agree with you. I just think that how 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 white supremacy always plays. You feel me? Is we always gonna be thinking about these like the, the conversation that we was having about drill music. The separation mm-hmm. between like legal legal money, like street politics and business politics. Uh, to me, I feel like the same thing uh, happens exponentially at the Super Bowl. When you think about it, like Kendrick Lamar, we we all would agree, like stand up dude, unapologetic dude. They censor out him saying popo. So them censoring out the word popo didn't stop him from getting the exposure or the check or the streams or whatever, whatever. So I feel like it's always no, yeah, they, that, they, they, uh, drive it was type an agreement. Shit. The the NFL like said you gotta take that out, but Doctor Dr. Dre said when Doctor you said what? Go ahead. When no, Doctor Dre and, and, and Doctor Dre joint, that's when he was when he he said he was like still got no love for the police for police. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. he wasn't. And that was another protest mo- moment, right? Because he wasn't supposed to say that, and he still said that. So so I guess Kendrick did censor himself because they agreed to. Like that he wouldn't do nah, that. I thought they saying? actually censored it. I thought that he actually said it in the TV censored it. I thought when nah, I watched it, he, he like, nah, nah, they agreed that he wouldn't nah, say that nah. part. Nah. They agreed, they agreed that he wouldn't say that part. I mean, but in a lot of ways, I don't even know how to feel about these revolutionary moments and this, that, and the other, because just like these awards shows, we know it's a five minute or five second or ten second delay or whatever between what's actually happening, whatever. They instilled that when I think the uh Janet Jackson thing happened. Right, I think they they started to put in deterrence or delays to make sure they catch things precisely. So, 
part of me wonders, and this is kind of, I want to start to transition into the other thing with Eminem, because there's still a lot of skepticism on uh, whether or not the league knew or didn't know that he was going to kneel. I heard that he the rehearsals and stuff like that, the kneel had been done through those things and people kind of had already green light lit it, which, you know, it, it, it to me, it alludes to the play on activism that we all are kind of trapped in sometimes. And then I wonder that we trapped in sometimes. Like part of us wants to feel like we're watching the revolution happen in front of us and people do really cool shit. The other side is pacification where we know, you know, we'll let you get away with this and let you get away with that so we can have a, a sensational story and seem more progressive or, se- you know, or seem like, make it seem like it's a whole lot more revolutionary than what it really is for the sake of the right. story or narrative. And so I guess with this halftime business, I mean, go ahead. I guess let me have it. Give me the raw truth about how you feel about it. Was Eminem's Neil a significant gesture of of meaning during that halftime show or was it some whatever? How'd y'all I didn't know he did it. I didn't know he did it. I was actually too damn. I was probably rapping the words of "lose yourself" to my son when it took place. So I wasn't even looking at the screen. At that I don't point. think he did it. Then. I think I thought I, thought, I think I think he started kneeling when somebody else started performing type shit. But uh, or like me, at I the end, like, was it the end? Yeah. It looked like the pictures was made was possibly yeah. at the end. But like either way, like I just feel like I'm. I mean, <laughs> I I, I can't like neoliberalism is the, is the order of the day. It's like you can't tell me that niggas is on stage making millions and that somehow some form of you is of activism. It can't be because the harm isn't even being addressed. Like who? Like I think. Uh, shout out to the homie Nick Brady. He always has. He always has insightful things to say. Um, and on Facebook, he he said, um, like not only did Eminem benefit from it. You know what I mean, it literally. There, it cost him nothing to do. There was he got yeah, paid to do it, damn man. Like it literally, like there was no. When we talk about activism, you're putting something on the line, right? Like there's there's some harm that becomes possible because yeah. of what you're advocating for. He was there. He was already there to be celebrated, and he was paid to do it. So the idea that 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 anything he could have done at at that moment represented activism. Well, no, when you say like if it, it to, to even allude or assume that anything he did is like activism, I'm not gonna lie, I did have to sit there for a minute. I was like, okay, we got this white man up here with these legendary black artists, they stand for a lot, they in the hometown of all of them, you know, Mary J's from LA or from yeah, Compton, Inglewood, Compton, one of those two. Um, we know about Kendrick, we know about some everybody's from out here. And then by association, uh, Eminem is too. You know what I'm saying? Through you know being connected with 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 Snoop and with Dr. Dre. And so I'm like, okay, solidarity. We on this. It's the halftime show. Da, da 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 And then I seen a meme, or not even a meme, but it was a Twitter thread, and somebody posted a picture of a, a Democratic uh, white woman. Take off. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi in her kitchen. Kneeling. Oh, that's why. And when people was like, "Tell me the difference between Eminem and this picture," I was like, "Damn." Eminem can rap. Really about it. Yeah. Hey, but I told you, I seen on Twitter too. Somebody making a clarification that said that Eminem did did that as a tribute to Tupac and actually had nothing to do with being in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. That's when he was doing it different. That's when Dr. Dre was playing. Was playing the shit on the on the um 
on the piano. Yeah. I'm, I would just, I mean, I think then if this is true, this brings us back to not really buying into these performative moments because we don't know if it's an agenda of the NFL to, to kind of have these little, uh, what the, what they call them in the video game world, Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> hey, See, Mary said that wasn't helpful at all. <laughs> <laughs> when you say democratic white woman uh, yeah right <laughs> you're right but it, I, look I'm ready to go play Pictionary or whatever the game with George because he, he figured me so out so she said it I'm like she, she did it I think it's Nancy, Nancy Pelosi Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. yeah she went to my but it, honestly I'm not gonna lie to me that equivocation on the on the level of performativity was about the same no she ain't got a hot 16 but she's been a leader of the DNC, the black, the party of the black people, right? So I'm and saying, your quote from Nick Brady, she's not, she, she's not risking anything or losing anything at all from doing it. It's just a cute exactly. performative activism to say, "Hey, Negroes, I hear you and I stand with you." I mean, uh, and I don't think I've heard a, a Marsh. I don't think I've heard Marshall Matters come out and say anything about that gesture for or against or this is what I was really going for. Or, yeah, I'm glad you got the message or anything. I think he's able. I think he has made some shit about Colin. He has something about Colin Hayman. You know what I'm saying? I know from I, mean, I made I made I made a post about him and folks got mad. Like I don't know that this post made. I'm saying that he said something to. about Sunday. Oh. That's what I mean. His ability to be silent in the face of confusion and not in controversy. To and not say what, one way or another. Annoyed, and that's what annoys me about his ability to not say anything one way or another is the exact kind of privilege, the lack of loss, the nothing to lose, the privilege that you have to participate in this shit. Cause it happens and you just get to let the social media take it away. You just get to be a trending topic for two days. You just go let niggas like us take it away. We can speculate, whatever, and you never have to declare one way or another because Look, no, 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 to self. Make sure you start consulting Toya again when you start doing content about current events because she should, she could have you a nice little some some to throw up in there. Who knows, man? I knew that. I mean, I have to make that note again. Like, what? I mean, and that's and, and that's the, that much better. That's that. That's that. That's the issue with the conversation, bro. Like, I just feel like, like, it ain't never actually what the fuck took place. Everything is an opportunity for somebody. They like it's like we sit around with like list of talking points the way like yo the first opportunity I get to argue with a nigga about some shit that's on this paper, I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm yeah. I'm on it, I'm on it. And so like some shit happened, and then like okay Eminem kneeling, we don't even know if, if he did it for Colin Kaepernick. No. Just the act of kneeling has been so fucking politicized. And we don't even see it. We just we just caught in the matrix. Niggas is just doing it. It's yeah. just oh kneeling, oh Colin Kaepernick. It's like it's, it's it's a trigger in the brain. Like you set off, you knock knock over one domino, the dominoes is just gonna keep falling. Oh kneeling, oh Colin Kaepernick, oh fuck the NFL, oh white supremacy, oh. Let's go back. Let's go to the beginning. Is that why he kneeled? Was he kneeling, or did the nigga take a knee? Like so now every time a nigga take a knee, it's Colin Kaepernick. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like that's what it and that's why I say, like, yo, so I I, I was doing I told you was able to catch my African like I did a little speech on African American history. You know what I'm saying? And I like yo, this this shit is a social media conversations, like social dialogue about social justice is a contact sport. You we, you got this, it's a fight. Nigga, like, yo, you better put shit. But you no, gotta I'm put him up because it's yo Eminem was kneeling. He did it to fight white supremacy. He's an activist. What are we doing? <laughs> how did how did those words even get connected just based up, on Robin? that action? 
that's a man, yeah, but that that shit, that yeah, that's that's annoying. Well, that's annoying. I mean, I don't as we think about you know our viewership and consumership of the league, you know, I got a dog in this race because I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and so it made it hard to look away from the sport when I had so much hope and really living away from home. Watching football is the only connection, sincere connection I get to my 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 city in a lot of different ways from one week to the next. And so it's a lot of reason I stay invested and stay invested. But I really I did look at that halftime performance and I was like, as excited as I am about it, it's a lot of unresolved issues that I think if you would have pulled out at the last minute and been like, we ain't coming after they paid so much money for set design and paid so much money publicizing the headliners or whatever, that really would have really been a stick it to the NFL to say, listen, we weren't playing. We come here and participate in y'all little sport. Yeah, we got love for y'all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. When it's all said and done, you can't play in our face no more. And I think that would have been a unique opportunity to maybe uh, communicate that to the league by pulling out. Not just, you know, earlier in the situation, never agreeing to it. I think it would have been a hell of a situation for them to agree to be in the Super Bowl and then be like, just kidding. We won't be there. But my hope is for other people to stand up and to push back in the league. I do love the game of football. You know what I'm saying? And so I want that league to change um, in a lot of meaningful ways. And I'm hoping that, you know, we moving in a step in the right direction. Jay-Z ain't do it. I still yeah, exactly. see the results of what Jay-Z did. Yeah, yeah, um, listen. Y'all gonna just have to be apparently he gave us halftime show. Look, they just gonna have to be mad at the top We some football watching niggas. I can I ain't look, matter of fact, when the Chiefs lost, George called me and was like <laughs> No, 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 no. Or when they won, when they beat the Bills, George called me and was like, Man, must be nice, bro. I think it's a cowboy. I mean, I want to address the comment too. Boosie's like, just stop watching. And I mean, I don't know. This is where you know my relationship to the the fixtures of whiteness and white supremacy. Like, I really get kind of pessimistic about them because what am I running from? Like, I want to see black men do well in the sport that they love. I want to see the black people who do get a chance to thrive in that, provide for their families, and do something amazing and interesting. It's a lot of ethical issues, you know what I'm saying, outside of race attached right. to the NFL, just the right. barbarianism of it, CTE. Yeah. The violence, yeah. Yeah. But we, yeah. we live, we already live in a world where we are, it's in constant negotiation of whether or not we enjoy things or whether we let yeah. the white supremacy attached to it consume us. So I don't know. I just, I go back and forth about it. Somebody that's, I went to the University of Oklahoma. I still teach at the University of Oklahoma. I know a lot of young men that put blood, sweat, and tears from the time that they can walk to the time they are able to come to the University of Oklahoma to try to get to the NFL. And I think that a lot of times when I think about whether I want to support it or do support it, it's literally me being have to use my, I feel like my wisdom and my age to be like, do I throw the baby out with the bathwater? And yeah. how much do I invest into the NFL and how much time, energy, effort do I give to kind of consuming it? Because I do recognize there are people that look like me. You feel me? People that right now are still in the hood right now. Niggas lifting weights right now. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? Shit, running around his yard with a tire t- attached to him with a helmet on, yeah. trying to get used to being able to have his helmet on. Doing mm-hmm. So you got to recognize for a lot of different people, sometimes football or sports in general, you know what I'm saying, is they access how to better their family, how to create generational wealth, or how to bring resources back to their community. And I think mm-hmm. that it's something that you want to always be mindful of and how insidious white supremacy is. A lot of times the same organizations, structures, institutions that's fucking us over be the same structures, institutions we got to rely on and depend on to survive. And I think that that's the 
That's the contradiction. Mm, nigga want to debate me on this shit too, boy. You gonna lose your life. Nigga want to debate. Oh me no, on that's all. That's already. That's the that's that's Look. Jerry's sex and amalgamation schemes right there. I just I just I just that's why I just gave it to you right there. That's Jerry's sex and amalgamation schemes. Bring it. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, like I said, you gonna lose your life. Uh, but but I, I do want to say this about about that though is that like I think that that we have to understand that the criticism about whiteness and taking advantage of being a distraction and controlling the resources is like that's that's general that's base level there's nothing specific about that like you aren't pointing out anything unique when we talk about well uh you know white supremacy exists in this form and it, it creates a distraction in this type of like yeah like that's that's how it dictates society so like the, it was a comment um where it says the problem is, let me pull that up. Yeah, but put it up. The problem is our culture is too close and tied up with entertainment. Entertainment is culture. These are the things that, like, that's what we're talking about. That's what gets produced. So it's not a, it's not the convers- it's not the fact that we're tied up and, and in entertainment. Right. It's, it's not the fact that that our culture is tied up with entertainment. It's the ways in which our entertainment is then used against us. The things that the things that we do find entertaining and the things that do uh, are, are able to grip our consciousness are being manipulated and controlled by the powers that are fundamentally don't have our best interests at heart. And so it's there, there are a lot more criticisms of how culture is manipulated against the people. Like we, like we won't say that music is a bad thing. Like we too caught up in music, right? Like that's a form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You can't be too caught up in music because like mm-hmm. music is, a, it's a cultural exchange it's a cultural display can't do the the more you do that the closer you are to like yo people there's a connection that's created there so i i it, it, i always find it odd and and think that it's, it's it's misplaced when the criticism is about like our culture and what it's and, and what the displays look like as opposed to the people taking advantage of our culture yeah. and, and how people it's that's exploiting it, extorting it, using responsible objects, people that's monetizing it, that's not a part of the culture. That's usually what the issues is. It's not the actual culture in itself. Right. The issue is that the goddamn NFL was able to turn in black culture after they didn't goddamn criminalized it and monetize all the way f- to, the, to this point. They were able to then go back and then allow for all these anti police sentiments to be. Get a ratings during halftime where they literally just ostracize a whole bunch of different players from not even being able to get a check. So we see that's how that's how it worked though. Uh Dale Wilburn asked the question: what about the high-profile black women to represent the NFL against discrimination and accusations against black male coaches? And long story short, is I'm tired. <laughs> uh definitely heard gave me the blues when I heard that news. Um, but it's another reason this reminds me of why you know you can't get overly what I'm not familiar with the news. Oh, that there's a, a black woman representing the NFL in their defense. Oh, right? uh, yeah, I seen that shit. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I, did, I did see that shit. I did see that shit. And I was like, boy, the no. NFL, boy, y'all some, y'all some crazy. Hey, hey, you know what? It's funny that you say that because, and, and, and then I because I know we still, I don't know if we still going to do this last time, if we're going to say this for next week or whatever you're trying to do, because we about, we approaching that hour now. But it's yeah, funny I'll, that I'll you say it for next week so I can give it, so we can give it, it's just do and not kind of yeah, rush through it. And not rush through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that, though. Because you know how last week we or or when we was preparing for this episode, the the news of the day was um, when they was talking about when uh, Ti had made the comment that uh, black people would let niggas uh, let white people call them niggas for a check. I think that's uh, it's Loretta Lynch. Yes, Loretta Lynch is. 
Hey, 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 Batoya, this is the part though that I was, well, I don't think I don't get it because it's like in my mind, when I'm saying that the same way that we talk shit about white supremacy, we didn't have to go back. In my mind, I'm making an argument that we can't separate white supremacy from whiteness from, from white people or their white resources from white folks. Because you see in this instance, it's like hey, the NFL is going to use a black woman to now go against black people and not so. So we have an issue in paying black coaches for coaching. Yeah. We got an yeah. issue, and it's like. This the insidious nature of white supremacy. Absolutely. We're going to force you to be dependent on us, and we recognize you have to use us to survive. Absolutely. That's why. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm still going to stand by my black politician argument. Fill the people in, though, exactly on why you did all that and exactly the significance of Loretta Lynch. Loretta Lynch. I think that I don't fully know. I just know that her name has significance. Former attorney general. First, let me let me say this. First, no, I'm, I'm not being facetious or petty either. No, no, I really no, 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 want to know. I know. I, know. I ain't got no ulterior motives or nothing like that. Like I really want to know. I know. I know. I know. Loretta Lynch was the first black woman to occupy the position of attorney general. The first black woman to hold that position. Mm-hmm. Bro, the reason why I'm, I'm I'm moving like this and I'm having this frustration is because for years. I have been arguing for the black politician. Yes. I have been arguing for occupying the like black people occupying particular spaces. Because what we could do and how and how we would move. She didn't fold how we would move if we was in them spaces. George, even at, even more as of recently, and Toya, it's always on Joy's side every time. She always takes Joy's side every time. Say something good, my nigga. I'm... Technically, I feel like most of the time I'm taking Toya's side, not the other way around, but we get it. Toya and George <laughs> would argue how that that symbolism isn't a problem, but I stood by it. Mm-hmm. I stand by the symbolism. I stand by the first black. I said I just did a, a, a speech about it. The importance of the first black, what that means. And every chance these MFers, every chance they get to show their ass and say no. They show ass. They act a goddamn fool, Loretta Lynch. You was just persecuted by the Trump administration. They treated you like shit. They called you. You got to collect the check. How much is oh, the NFL paying oh, her? How much is the NFL oh, paying her? I mean, I think that's you know what you can't count other people's pockets, and you don't want to be that person that should, uh, the head on. Because I, I mean, the pockets is like the incentive, like she is something. Well, I mean, your your aspiration in life when you get into a field, when you come in, a, when you become an attorney, is to like represent the NFL. So, like as a black woman, it's really conflicting, right? Because you look at all these leaps and bounds, you, look at all these accomplishments, you was just and it's, it's hard to be like, look at this black woman go, black girl go. Like you in rooms that we never would be in. We never like uh, intersectionally, right? As a woman and as a, and, and as a black person, I grew up so much. Going, like if if this wasn't the case that it was in relationship to discrimination discrimination for co- in coaching in the NFL. This would be a moment to sit back and be like, look at her go. Like she went from the White House to the National Football League to wherever else she wants to go, representing at the higher, highest upper echelons of her craft and in her field. And you want to be excited, but you can't even do that. 
because it's in relationship. Oh my god! Now she's in litigation against. Come on, black people just put the board in. Only complete wrong side of this. Oh my god, bro. Back to what we said though about the drill music and what I said specifically is in too we can broaden outside of street politics. A lot of times when it comes to progression in the black community, a lot of people that have different skills gonna always try to make those different distinctive cuts about this is for the general of the community and this is for the embedment of me. And as long mm-hmm. as you're gonna be able to have those distinctions, capitalism gonna always win and make it where like T I said. Or you feel me, shit. Like we always say, you feel me? Hey, what's your price? All skin folk ain't kin folk, or hey, you know what I'm saying? Shit, to be to sell out or to sell out to sell out. And it's like we recognize is that there are different levels to what it means to be a sellout. Mm-hmm. And not all the times that we kind of dip say, like, man, you ain't you a bitch ass, fake ass person for being a sellout. It's like, yeah, we start to see like yeah. she really worked her whole life to get this type of access to be able to showcase her skills. And now she has that access to be able to showcase her skills from one of the biggest corporations in America. But it is now in just position to, you feel me, litigation for black, you feel me, black males specifically being higher in that position. And we start to see now this is the insidious nature of white supremacy. The same entity that we're trying to be in resistance of and push back on, we have to now be relying of survive. And being real, Toya hit it on the head. And I feel like I was put in that position as a content creator. I know everybody that fuck with me has something to say about Nicki Minaj. Whether you're talking about her husband, whether you're talking about the blackface. I know, I know that. But I'm a mm-hmm. nigga that grew up. I, I was born in 1990, bro. I was in the club when we was jamming five-star, five-star chick. I'm conflicted in being like, I know her politics don't necessarily fit with mine, but I want to go here. I've, I've now earned the seat to be able to be invited to this thing with Nicki Minaj and being real. I know that's what I have to sit with. And I think that's what Toya said. With, that's what all people said with watching NFL. We know mm-hmm. this is a white supremacist shit. They don't give a fuck about us. They withheld health information to let us know they've been known about CTE since the 70s. And we're just not hearing about it in the 2010s. They've been on about this for 40 years. We see now we have to make those cut and dry decisions where it's like, hey, I'm born and raised in Kansas City, man. My daddy was a Kansas City Chief fan. My grandma was a Kansas City Chief fan. I've been a Kansas City Chief fan. We was losing. We winning now. What you mean? Mm-hmm. I, I get it. And I think that that's to me. I think that if I'm being real, outside of debate shit, this, that, and yeah, this, I think that that is to me what I learned at 19, the crazy position that's black we put in. You feel me? We have to rely and appeal to the same people that's going to bite our hands or knock our face off. And it's and like, man, sometimes we, 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 sometimes we have to look at our own people who we want to be our heroes. And we end up having to fall back on it. at least you get a check. I mean, we should at least they get a check. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I got. I think it's it just it's sad, it just because I mean, it just undermines like it it just un, it, it undermines that relationship, man. Like it just it further it reinstills the idea that the like people who occupy those spaces like it's only that like it's it's like what George say like it's about being close to them people like and. That like it, it, it's it's harder. For, I mean, I'm gonna still stand on what I stand on. I feel like Loretta Lynch is a bad example. I feel like Obama's a bad example. I feel like Kamala Harris is a bad example. Uh, like a lot of these has made it the furthest though in terms of that. But that's why they. I mean, that's why they're bad examples because of what it means to occupy that like that to get the furthest means you have to move further away from black people. So, uh, 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 huh? 
Damn, bro, I did not know hey, this. I, I hey, got a busy footage, day, I'm saying that. The footage I'm sending you, I'm saying that. Like, hey. And just being real, bro, we already knew, though, that when we started going from the hood, we all knew. When y'all made it to Kansas City and y'all went to y'all respective um, same, uh, universities, whether it was in Poirier, Ohio, or Oklahoma State, or Oklahoma University, the people in your community told you, hey, Toya, hey, Damo, you can't hang around the people you used to hang around. The people you was around in high school, they gonna get in the way of what you're doing, what you're doing. We know that when we turn to pathology, maybe in some instances that's true, but we know in a lot, a lot of instances it's mainly pathology. They say, hey, in order for you to be successful, in order for you to be able to open doors you can't you want to open, you got to get away from the people over there. It's like yeah, literally how they make success in, in America. It's like shit. But I'm going through right now. Hey, hey consciously, the the further you get, the more we don't want to see you around your uncles, your cousins, your family members that you grew up around. The further and more followers you get, the more we don't want to see you in particular spaces and places that are seen as being for people that's exposable and disposable. The niggas that's getting the police, niggas that's getting this, that, and the other, you don't need to be around like that. That's literally how white supremacy teaches us. Right now, we're teaching them right now. It's, it's a nigga getting paid $20,000 to go to different AAU camps and tell them, hey, young niggas, if you're going to work hard and be an NBA player, once you start lifting weights a certain amount of time, you have to leave the people that cultivated your desire into this sport, you gotta leave them alone. That's that's fucked up, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. Elevation, the motto, and I've said it myself in a different context, of course. Uh, but elevation requires separation, right? That ends up having to be a part of the formula of what you how you move, and it just becomes a whole different not kind of negotiation of it when it's the same people who got you where got you there. You know what I'm saying? Like I never forget Ryan, you know, uh, my best friend, some friends, a mutual friend of ours. Debater, you know, created arguments that he was running with at the beginning of the season, got all the way to championships and was like, what you going to say this round? And that man looked at me and said, you got to dance with who you came with and was reading stuff. You know what I'm saying? Old argue, like kicking it old school. And that's because when you're trying to elevate, sometimes you got to remember who got you, who you came to the party with. Yeah, you know I mean, that's another negotiation that you have to make as you're trying to elevate it. Don't forget who got you there. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I just, it's, it's just like, you know, the same people like, it's crazy to, to see Loretta Lynch like fall into that, that type of circumstance because it's like all of the people that's hiring you were the Trump supporters that was condemning you during the election. That was, you know what I'm saying, calling you, like that was saying that you was, you know, trying like that you was a part of rigging the shit. And, like, right, like, the, like your money gonna spend the same way. <laughs> yeah, but like it's, it, 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 like, but, but I mean, but I think it's, it's I think what's crazy is, is the par- is, is the parallel between the uh performance at the at the NFL, Dr. Dre and them saying no, what that could have meant about them saying no, and what the, and what it, and what it could have meant for her to represent Brian Flores. Because technically, it's the same weekend. It's the same like like literally, we celebrate Dr. Dre, and then literally, I feel like the next morning I seen this, like on Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, like purposely held it from the press to wait after the Super Bowl halftime. To then say, yeah, we gotta lure the ranch for this nigga. What you mean when we hire black people? We hire the black woman five to be our lawyer. Think about how gas like it is. Uh, I'm gonna kick your ass. We hired a black woman to kick y'all ass. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go ahead and put a pin on the topic by simply saying, you know, the season is over. The NFL has a lot going on with it in terms of its developments over this next offseason on an administrative level. Um, a lot of questions I need answers, a lot of lawsuits and stuff popping up. So uh, it'll be something to see. And, and I anticipate because I admit my my warped fandom of the NFL that I'll be tuning in. What's up, Lee? 
I didn't even bring up how the, 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 the Miami Dolphins just hired a black coach. And they had this man on the press conference. I think it was the Miami Dolphins. He literally yeah. said he thinks that calling labeling him a black coach is 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 unnecessary. It's nonsense. Some shit like that. You feel me? Uh, obviously a biracial person. You feel me? And I say obviously a biracial person. I know all biracial people don't think this way, but I recognize how white supremacy are able to use biracial people that think a particular way to then weaponize their blackness to say that narrative that black people are doing. I think that's nonsense. And it's like, bro, what are you saying? Do you not can you not read the room? It's Black History Month, blindfold reads. <laughs> you don't get up here with microphone in your face and it, it, no, it's like they always find the right ones. It, it, there's no shortage. There's no shortage. Of, it, 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 there's no shortage of the ones that'll that'll get up there and say exactly the stupid shit necessary. Yeah, I think that, to me, to me, that's the part about. To me, that's the part about the, the about the about really. Anytime we start protesting, or anytime we want to have collective what you call, it's always going to be them group of outlier black people that white people know they're going to be able to depend on. Oh, the niggas don't want to work. The niggas over there work. Oh, y'all don't want to see the niggas over there. Candace fucking Owens. Oh, you don't want to do a video. Kanye fucking West. Oh, you don't want to do that. I, I can just yeah, keep yeah. the list goes on and on. But anyway. Yeah, if y'all can't tell, my night's blown. Thank you, Loretta Lynch. During Black History Month. Yo, y'all. Listen, uh, I want to tell y'all, make sure y'all know, make sure y'all remember. Thursday, Saturday, no. We come back next week. And we're doing a show on Thursday. But we're doing a special show next Saturday. Because we're going and doing the NAACP live experience. So y'all getting two Two tap-ins from the chop-up next week. I need y'all to be ready for both of them, okay? Yes. We, go, we got some news coming. We got some stuff coming. We're really trying to make this special, so we can't make it special without you. So I need y'all there with us next Thursday, right here where we are right now. And then again, that following Saturday for a special edition of the chop-up coming to you live from NAACP Live. It's going to be crazy. So you get a day break. So Thursday, you cool Friday, then Saturday, fuck with us. We're coming right back in the vibe with y'all. Y'all are a huge reason why we have these types of opportunities. Y'all tap in with us. Y'all listen to us. Y'all share us. Y'all like us. Y'all love us. And people are noticing that. So keep doing it. If you haven't already played with the like, the love, the... I'll even take a sad face, right? Because the stories... We, sometimes we talk about sad things. I know you're not sad about the show. You're sad about what we're talking about because this world is crazy. White supremacy is a hell of a drug. But whatever you got to do, interact. Love that y'all comment. Love that y'all talking to us. Um, and it's something we really appreciate, especially getting this third season kicked off. Y'all know this on the second show. If y'all came late, if you missed parts of it, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, run it back on YouTube, run it back on Facebook. So many options for you. If y'all new around here, we want you to follow us, right? So at the Chop Up Show on Instagram, right? Chop Up Show Pod on Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Chop right? Up Show Pod on Twitter. Absolutely. Right. And then you could just follow the Chop Up Show on YouTube and on Facebook, and you'll get to us the same way you need to get to us on those platforms. So y'all got yeah, us yeah. everywhere. I'm Toya G, right there, just in case you want to find me on the ground. Higher definition, just like your phones, your cameras, your TVs, LEC. Higher definition, LEC, if you need some motivation, inspiration, you need some push for your week, from day to day, from week to week, whatever, I got you. And then these young men have their beautiful platforms right there below. You need to follow everybody so that you don't miss nothing. Right? That's my goal, to make sure you tapped in. Subscribe it, like it, follow it, ring a bell, whatever you need to do to know what's going on. You heard the one. Got a lot of stuff going on consciously. Got projects, political plug, just did some business with the city of uh, Littleton just the other day, uh, talking about and exploring the history of black history. But we out here moving and working. We want y'all to tap in so you don't miss a thing. 
So make sure y'all follow everything. Okay. Y'all, any last words before we go ahead and drop the outro and call it good? Damn, Loretta. <laughs> Education is elevation. Tell a friend yeah. to tell a friend to subscribe to the Chop Up Show, man. We available on all podcasting platforms. I think we is anyway. I'm said anyway, even if you're not. But uh, yeah, appreciate y'all. Well, we're going to end the show the way that we always end the show. We out. Y'all be in the city. We gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me. Pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi when I ride. Little penny when I drive.